here we go. Hey guys, welcome to an early morning episode 95 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Commodore for five and my fellow hosts will receive heroic intervention this week. From his reoccurring NASCAR fever, little does he know that it will be performed by Dale Earnhardt Jr., Big Tuck. I think there was actually a NASCAR thing here last week or Memorial Day someone was telling me about. I was like, ah, uh, good morning, uh, bears and bear debts. Uh, it is 9, 10.30 our time, and as discussed previously, I am in a very bad mood because due to rain and a horrible storm that's covering the entirety of the Southeast, I'm not being able to go on my uh, mini camping vacation this week when I'm off of work, so I am not in a good mood, <laughs> which is rare for me on a Sunday morning. Uh, that's about all I got because I don't want to go, I don't want to stew on that any further. Mr. Combo, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm fine. Um... <clears throat> had the uh, Beyonce's. Yeah, it, it's a little early. It's nine thirty our right. time, actually, since quote unquote two thirds of the cast is Central Time, and, and someone just had to go uh, be an hour forward because he loves making plans. And what's better than just jumping time to make more plans? Exactly. I'm like, it's like, it's like Tenet. I'm like time hacking right now. I uh, still haven't seen that. Don't know if I should. Uh, I think you, you, uh, I think you'd like it. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be fun. Um, you just have to, even with your like amazing sound system that you have, uh, you'd still have to like watch it with captions because the audio recording on it is so bad. Uh, it's really, it's really weird. And, um, the other thing too, I was going to make mention of, I know that we watched the Snyder cut together. Um, yes. but I just watched Army of the Dead yesterday, the new, uh, Snyder movie, and it was pretty. It was yep. pretty good. So, or actually, yeah. no, it was not that good. Come to think of it, did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we we watched it last week, and uh, the first half of the movie was very boring and blah. But once I actually got right. into Vegas, it became entertaining at least. Yeah, but, I just uh, I don't know. It just didn't have much. Didn't have a whole lot of like vivacity for me. You know what I mean? Sure. But uh, what ended up doing yesterday is the fiance's uh, maid of honor and her husband came into town, know them very, very well. Right. Um, and he ended up doing some housework for us. Because oh. I've been trying to find a contractor to do all this ticky tacky stuff around the house. Like, hey, I need this gutter repaired. What? I need uh, these gates fixed. Wait. I need my deck boards that burned forever ago replaced. <laughs> After all that whinging and all that hubbub, you still decided to go with this guy from last week. Because you're like, I don't want to pay you, you or be about? involved. Like, he has, he has a, like elaborate story about this guy who works with his hands. <clears throat> and you're like, I don't want to deal with it. So you are dealing with it now. No, no. It, the whole thing was like, he didn't want us to pay them. Oh, so right. what we ended up doing is we ended up um, buying them dinner and like taking care of like the girls went out and got manicures and pedicures. So we took care of that. Sure. Okay. But gotcha. the reason I brought this up is he is adamant that Arthur Bryant's is the best barbecue in Kansas City. Adamant. These, these people are maniacs. It's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting to say the least. So we actually got into a full-fledged argument a few months ago about this uh, to where I said Oklahoma Joe's is the best quick barbecue out, but I think Jack Stack's the best sit-down. And so uh, what I did is I got Z-Man's from Joe's, and then I got all the sides from Jack Stack, 
But then, and Tuck, I don't know if you ever got to try this. Have you ever had the Crown Prime Beef Rib from Jack Stack? No, I think I've been to Jack Stack like three times. Uh, well, you got to look it up. Uh, and our not named guest that's on the cast yet, you should look it up as well. Oh, it's basically a rib that's a good nine to ten inches long, yeah. and the piece of meat I think it weighs a pound per rib. That's how big it is. Yeah, I had one of the, I had one of these up, of it. up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he had never had one before. Took a bite, and he legitimately said that it was the best piece of meat he's ever eaten in his life wow and so therefore i won the argument so that oh, was great all right. uh yeah I, I well arthur bryant's i last thing on this i've only been there like once very disappointing and it's like the same yeah i, I feel like it's I, I feel like it's the same people who are like i only go to the original peanuts or peanut location which is that shitty place it's like a shitty like i love the peanut right but like that's the worst location by a country mile because there's no service it's microscopic and like there's no yeah. reason to go there when there's 10 other locations so i feel like those same people are the same people who are like oh arthur bryant's where i went as a kid thus it must be the best barbecue in kansas city and yeah like, i don't i just don't think so yeah that's uh actually one of the things that they talked about is the aesthetic they're yelling at you it's just piece of white bread and barbecue and yeah uh, meat on top of it and i'm like look like you could talk about aesthetic all day long but that's not like at the end of the day, that's not what makes barbecue. Barbecue is about the food. Exactly. So what is, what, how's the food compare? And they kept dodging the question. Mm -hmm. So because they were like, well, you know, Arthur Bryce doesn't have sandwiches like Joe's does. So that's not fair to compare. Uh, and it's like in my head, I'm like, all right, that's fine. You just don't want to verbally admit that this was <laughs> yes, just 10 exactly. times better than Arthur Bryant's. So we'll go with it. Well, guys, as mentioned, we do have a guest on uh, for this month's theme. He is our fearless video editor and Woo! art editor, Mr. T-Pertz himself. How's it going, man? Doing good. Um, should have been in bed still, but I got up for y'all. Oh, thanks. Have you been, have you slept in the last calendar day? Yeah, I went to bed early last night just so I can be up <laughs> for this. <laughs> Define early. Uh, so I usually go to bed at like 4 a.m. and I went to bed at 10. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big swing. Is this because you're on the night shift yeah, all the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just night shift and then just because of that, I stay up super late on the weekends. Mm, gotcha. Uh, now, I know Mr. Yeah, Combo I, was on I, the coffee train. I don't do coffee. Psychopath. I have to. It sucks. <laughs> what do you? It's insane. Yeah, exactly. Wait, I want to hear that slurp. I want to hear a big old slurp on the microphone combo. Yeah. So you know, why don't you? Uh, since it's your first time on the cast, why don't you give a little bit of your background, what you do for the channel, and uh, other projects that you work on? For this channel, I edit the blues and builds, and then I also edit top five and five for CCO. And every now and then, uh, Camino replay when he has a video for me. And then uh, I started in Theros and been playing since. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So from a video editing perspective, is this a passion thing? Like, ah, oh, this is kind of like my cool hobby, very similar to how Tuck and I do this. Uh, or is video editing something that you eventually would like to get into professionally and actually do it to where people give you physical dollars for your work? Uh, both. 
Very much both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, I guess me and Tuck would love to quit our jobs if we could make six figures uh, playing Magic and talking about it, but that's yeah. never going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, yeah, that would be good. Uh, it seems like a lot less effort than, like, you know, opening a computer and, like, putzing <laughs> around on Salesforce all day, so... Well, guys, if you want to know more ways to support the CMD Tower team, help Teacoats, Big Tucks, and I's dream of all quitting our real jobs Ooh. to just do this full time, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They do uh, all the monthly giveaways for the channel. Uh, they do have tabletop games. I actually just bought, Tuck, you'll be proud, Secret Hitler. Oh, Never it's a good one. It. Never oh, yeah. seen it. Heard about it. They, they had it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up that from the store. Um, oh, and I picked up this beaut of a swords to plowshares Japanese foil. That's right. I saw that. Very, I, very I nice. That. Beautiful. <clears throat> now, if you guys would actually like to help us out directly financially so we can actually quit our jobs at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. Uh, we have four different tiers from $1, $5, 15 and 25 and each one gets you different access to prizes. Like, for example, uh, the $15 one gets you a Big Tuck Monarch token, a Squeamy Gee coin, a pack of matte sleeves, a CMD Tower sticker, uh, access to the Discord. Uh, you get thrown, you get more entries into the monthly giveaway. You get uh, put into the random selection for voices when it's just Tuck and I on the cast. Um, and gosh, uh, and then even the referral program and RK post tokens. I mean, I would probably argue that our patron, uh, community gets more <laughs> benefits than any other channel out there because we're psychos and we just mm -hmm. want to keep giving you guys free stuff. So hopefully you'll give us small increments of money. <sighs> but, uh, like I mentioned, if you are a current patron and you do refer a friend, uh, a frenemy to the channel, have them message us on Patreon, and depending on what tier they signed up for, we'll send you some free swag. Or even, I dare grimace when I say it, sign a gold-bordered card. Yeah! Oh, that's gross. <laughs> now, if you guys can't help out from a monthly perspective or want to get your hands on more of the swag, uh, you could have it to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell everything on there. And I love it. My running bit's been going on for over a year. I watched the latest MTG Goldfish. Now for you guys will have been last week. Uh, apparently Richard uh, from that channel is in the same boat that I am where his garage is filled up with their swag as in my basement is filled up with ours. We both <laughs> implore you, please buy us out so we can free up living space. <laughs> implore you. And of course, the free ways just share the, share the content you're already listening or watching because uh, every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And, uh, of course, we want to give a plug for our audio engineer, Squee McGee, at Dear Squee on Twitter. He does uh, full editing, does have a full studio. Um, so hit him up. He's worked on projects, I think, for uh, a couple of our patrons, and they've been pretty happy with the way it turned out. And obviously, you guys listen to us for some reason, and so you know that his work is legit. And then, of course, we do have uh, T-Coats on, at underscore T-Coats. Uh, as mentioned, he is our YouTube editor. So uh, if you guys have any video editing projects, be sure to hit him up. 
So Brews and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered Path 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us, and each month will be a new theme. We correlate how these decks are constructed, similar to how beer is brewskied. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. We call that grain. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp in your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty then we have how does your board interact with the rest of the board? We call that hops. Hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. And then we have my favorite section. How does the deck actually close out, accomplish its goals, or win the game? We call that yeast. Yeah, I uh, got some questions around there, uh, but usually yeasts are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content to carbonation. Without yeast, to be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. But then we have shenanigans, or we might as well call this category Alter the Brood. Uh, they could be pet cards, random synergies that are in the deck that are just kind of fun. We call that spice. And spices uh, are not in every beer. But them and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA, or the addition of coffee beans that turn this into a single to a double. Uh, not every deck that has something that makes it pop, uh, but if it does, this is what we're generally talking about. And then to wrap up the episode, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be tea coats, big tucks, and eyes, cuts, and ads in the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no-budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only lands, a.k.a. Gaia's Cradle. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Like I said, we had our video editor on today because uh, might as well. Uh, he is part of the team. We want to hear about his nonsense. And this is definite nonsense with Ayula's Build-A-Bear Workshop. Uh, he said this is a token deck. I see a few token generators, Tico, <laughs> Big Tuck, why don't you read off who Ayula sure. is, and then Tico, we'll have you kind of describe the build, uh, you know, why you went this route, and how in the world you justify this being a token deck. <laughs> Alright, so Ayula, Queen Among Bears, is, you guessed it, a bear, a legendary creature bear, and that thing, she's a 2-2 two -two for 2. Uh, whenever another bear enters the battlefield under your control, choose one, put two 1-1 one -one counters on target bear, or target bear you control fights target creature you don't control, and she is a legendary rare. From now, what set, Mr. Combo? There we go, Modern Horizons, baby. The best <laughs> set of all time. Alright, T-Coats. Uh, uh, why, why did you decide on this mono green bear build? And then how, tell us how you're able to sleep at night calling this a token deck. Also, I, I, also, want, I also want you to, one, I, I'm also curious as to why you would call this a bear deck. <laughs> it is, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in here. You building a bear, it's in the name, you building a bear. Anyways, I got on this crazy train, I'm not playing outro bears in this deck. Um, just from like, I don't want to play a 2-2 vanilla creature, usually, because that's what bears are. Right. So, uh, uh, at the time, I didn't have Mass Squid Nexus, but, like, I wanted to play with um, silly stuff, like, um, all-ass laboratory that you can, like, pay a ridiculous amount of mana into making a 2-2 vanilla creature. Okay. <laughs> 
But, uh, and it turns out it's just super fun to, like, make all these weird stuff that people don't know what you're doing, and then you just have an army of bears out of nowhere. Right. It works out now with mass with Massword Nexus a lot better, but uh, it's it's really fun. So I'm also noticing, is there, like, a sub? I'm, I don't really understand a lot of what I'm reading here, but I am seeing a lot of... I've seen a lot of like one one counters. Is there some sort of like rigmarole that's going on in here as well that I just like was too tired uh, to understand? Yes, yes. There's there's stuff that like you can pay, you can take away a counter and you get mana or you can draw a card. Right. And you can turn those into bears and then start buffing them up with a Eula so they can get more counters and so you can continue to use them. Uh, yeah, it just, just, seems, just seems like a lot of work. I would say this is one of the sweatier decks that we've seen in the, oh, la- yeah, in the last sweaty. two years. Yeah, it's, it's very sweaty. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm just going to go on record and say when your quote-unquote token deck only has like six ways to make tokens, and most of them cost five or six mana, uh, it's not a token deck. I'm just going to put that out there first and foremost, uh, and I will not be uh, fielding any questions. Pass. I'm in green. I will have to take it. I will have to take it in questions this time. Five or six mana is like turn two, turn three, right? All right, it's a big um, dragger over here. Uh, yeah. So I was just gonna say that it looks like you have a pretty solid, uh, you know, mana distribution here. Uh, it looks like you're about a hundred percent on it. So congratulations there, Mister Big Pants Bragger. Yeah, oh and I see your CMC is <laughs> a, a three five one, but I think if we take in all your activated abilities of your artifacts to make your quote unquote token bears, uh, your CMC <laughs> would actually probably be six. It'd be like nine. <laughs> uh, and then pause the deck. You're just a shade under five hundred bucks. All right. Well, uh, I don't think there's much more to talk about with the deck. So why don't we actually get into the bears and porridge? Uh, and start with the grain section. Ooh. Tyler, start us off. What is the first card that you believe is integral to a Build-A-Bear workshop? Uh, mana, which will be Nyx Bloom Ancient. Oh my god. You can have triple mana. Oh, so good. It is a... 7 CMC uh, Enchantment Quisho Elemental. Uh, that is a 5-5. Five, five. That has Trample, and when you tap a permit for mana, it produced three times as much as... as much of that mana instead. Yeah. <laughs> so this card is insanely powerful. The interesting thing, though, is I have seen it resolve multiple times at a table. And yes, everyone panics. Yes, it's like, oh my god. But it's never won the game which is very interesting. I've seen it last on a table for multiple rotations, and yeah, and they dump their hand and do a bunch of gross stuff, but they never win the game. So I'm curious, Tyler, have you been able to resolve a Nyxbloom in this deck? And when you did, did it just like put everything online and were you able to win? Or did it just kind of put you really far ahead, but you're still like in the game? I think I'm actually playing it pretty pretty fair than what you can do with it because like yeah i make triple x a uh, triple mana what i usually have but then i'm just immediately putting into the activation cost of the artifacts to make a 2-2 so 
Yeah, it's not winning me the game, but it definitely helps my playing along. That's what I was going to say on it is that it's like, I think Nick's Bloom is a very strong card, right? But looking through here, there's like one, you have sort of one dump that you can put a bunch into, but then everything else is either like one creature or one activation. And you don't have like a lot of ways to like do that over and over again. I think where it gets like, I think where this card, I, this card is interesting because for me, I think it's like, usually either a grain or a yeast, but if it's a yeast, it's kind of more of like a win more card, right? Like mm. it's big and scary and has this like giant of like world shaping ability, but in reality, like this one card can't get you there, like Mr. Combo said, right? So if you don't have a dump for or an X spell to follow up with, then you're just like, all right, well, I'm just like rampant growth in three times every turn, which can kind of just be like a cycle in and of itself. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, my card, I actually, I thought was super cool because you do have this weird plus one counter theme in the deck because I get it. It's one of Ayula's abilities. Um, but this card being instant speed might call upon to draw some cards. Three, oh, one, cool. inspiring call. Inspiring call. Woo! That's a two great. green instant uh. uncommon. Ah, uh, my sore throat cost me that one. Okay, draw a card for each card you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Sorry, each draw a card for each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Those creatures gain indestructible until end of turn. Wow! Yeah. Have, Tuck, have you seen this card before? Because I've never seen it. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. I've seen this. I've seen this a lot. Like, in, I think it came in, like, the Atraxa Precon, which is where you see a lot of, like, 1-1 one -one counter synergies. Um, I think this is in my uh, Zaraxa deck with all those Hydras because they all have one one counters on it. So yeah, so definitely you know situational. Um, but I think in a deck that even has this sort of like you said sub theme, right? Where now your Fertilids draw you a card and you can get in with damage for them. So to me, this is like a worse second copy of uh, Heroic Intervention in any deck that really cares about one one counters and gets you to draw those cards, which again, Green used to have a real hard time doing, now is no longer the case. Yeah, I really like this. Green having issues? <laughs> I, I, I'm a humongous <laughs> fan of this card. I Like I said, I didn't know it existed, so it's 100% going in my Simic, Simic uh, Persistent Partitioner's Azuri deck, because that just seems like a slam dunk in there. Oh, for but sure. It, but in this yeah. deck, I think at least for three mana, if you can protect three of your creatures and draw three cards, I'd say that's still worth yeah. it. Uh, I think the only time that the floor wouldn't be very good is if it's one creature. Then it's like, uh, I'm really just paying three mana to protect one thing and draw a card. So it's just replacing itself. Even two, I think you can kind of make that stretch case. Like, this was still a pretty good return. But I think three is that nice sweet spot. And I don't see an issue in this build having at least three creatures with some plus one, plus one counters on it. Like I said, considering Ayula, her first ability is put two plus one, plus one counters on target bear. All right, Tuck, what is your first green card? Well, this is my second because my first was inspiring. Call. Oh, uh, and uh, interesting part in here also, <laughs> also, also not a bear, but I think I know where you're going with this. Uh, but this zero bears. This card is a horse that is some sort of rival of work. So workhorse 
Okay. Uh, also not on the reserve list. Okay. Six colorless for a rare artifact creature. Uh, it's about $3.77. Comes into play with four 1-1 one -one counters on it. Remove a 1-1 one -one counter from Workhorse. Add one colorless mana to your mana pool. Play its ability as a mana source. So listen, I get it, right? I understand what you're trying to do here. You turn this into a bear, then you keep that cycle going with the thing, right? But again, mm -hmm. so you're like this is like the build of, this is putting the build in the build of bear, right? Uh, this deck has nothing to do with tokens, has very little to do with <laughs> bears, and just has some yes, sort of tokens. sweaty Rube Goldberg machine. So how is this not, how is this, A, I, like, how did this, how did you transform this deck to make this where this card's probably good? And B, why isn't this in, like, the yeast or the spice section? Because I feel like this card doesn't do anything unless you have, like, a way to make a gazillion mana off it. Uh, apparently green, just as it made mana, you know, it's trying to hastily put stuff in categories. Could probably yeah. could be in a different spot now, I think about it, but it's pretty sweaty in the It's extremely <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> I, I, I mean, once again, never seen this card before. Why it's over $3 completely baffles me, because uh, it's not, it, on its face, it is not very good. But... I do think you right. have this like weird rude Goldberg machine with this where I think it actually is fine as a grain because I think it's floor okay. is just you put six into it and then later throughout the game you're able to produce four mana whenever you want. But there is a weird machine to where if you get a couple additional counters on Workhorse, a lot of your token generators cost four or five mana. You could spend four or five counters off Workhorse. It still lives make a token, Ayula puts two more counters on Workhorse. So it's almost like with Workhorse and Ayula on the battlefield, you get a two mana reduction on all activated abilities that produce tokens because you're going to get two more counters on the Workhorse should you choose when that bear enters the battlefield or most likely it's a shapeshifter, which also is weirdly a bear. So I like it, it's a weird <laughs> card. I don't know if I have a single deck that I could even make it kind of functional uh so no yeah <laughs> with that with that rigmarole you also need a way to turn workhorse into a bear before Eula can put counters on oh my god this entire yeah. deck is a spice it really wait, is wait, it's setting, so all right teacoats why don't you give us your last green card he's the only planeswalker i have Ooh. Did you not? Did you? Did you not? I did not take okay. that bait. Uh, Get out of here! Who, wow! Wow! Nissa who takes a ward uh, is a five mana uh, rare legend planeswalker Nissa. With the only thing that really matters is her passive. Anything. Uh, whenever you tap a force for mana, add additional force, and then she can also put counters on lands and. I don't care about the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, this card, it, it's cool because it's the same mana as a Mirari's Wake pretty much does the same effect just in green. Mm -hmm. But I think that makes it still really, really good. Um, and like we were talking about precast, like if you're in mono green, a lot of times you can ramp fast enough to where turn two, you already have five mana. So I think it's very realistic. You can get Nissa down super early game 
and Tuck knows this because I, I'm obsessed with the uh, three mana Liliana that when you get these planeswalkers that have a very, very strong effect, but maybe <clears throat> it's uh, a low loyalty, um, you know, obviously planeswalkers are always acceptable to uh, go wide board states, but if you get those planeswalkers down turn two, a lot of times people don't have boards yet to deal with them, and they're not willing to pass on their own board advancement to get rid of your planeswalker, so they're going to still cultivate, they're still going to play their uh, soul rings, mm -hmm. their chromatic lanterns, and so a lot of times, if you get that planeswalker down turn two, you actually end up getting so far and ahead of your opponents because no one wants to mess with it. By the time they want to mess with it, you've already gotten the value out of it. And that's kind of how I look at Nyssa, to where if you're getting that double mana on turn, essentially turn three, no one's going to be able to remove Nyssa probably until turn six or seven. And by that point, you've probably dumped your hand, created a ton of bears, and just gone ham skeet on the board uh, to where you're in such a commanding position, it's going to be very difficult to stop you. Yeah, I agree. I agree on all those points. And again, the plus one is the the ultimate doesn't really matter. I agree with that on this on this deck that much. But the plus one does create creatures with counters on it. So again, if you are if you're committing if you're pot committed to this bizarro plus one plus one counters sub theme in this token bear deck, then this is one of the ones that actually does that for you. Now I'm not sure if you have the means to like move them around or anything, but it does interact with some of your other some of your other mechanics and cards you have in the deck. Yeah, and I and I will say this. Mm -hmm. In defense of the ultimate, it's minus eight. You get an emblem with land you uh, control have indestructible, which is irrelevant. But I will say the search your library for any number of forest cards, put them all onto the battlefield tapped and shuffled. That's pretty ridiculous. And like I said, pretty if you're good, able yeah. to get this down turn two, at the end of the turn, it'll have six loyalty. Turn three, seven, turn four, eight. Technically, turn five, you could be ultimating this. Thinning out your deck, a cool 29 cards potentially, that's nothing to sneeze at. And I would rather yeah, have all point. my forests on the battlefield than have double mana, um, even though it'd be great to be able to tap 29 forests for, God, what is that, 58 mana? Um, but you know, yeah. I would rather do that really quick, and then now it's just gas 16. off the top. You, you never have that situation where yeah, it's, 15, yeah. I, don't give me a lane, don't give me a lane. Fudge! It's a land. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm the last one to go. Uh, my card, it's a card we've never talked about on the cast, and it's probably one of my favorite green cards of all time, Zendikar Resurgent. I love this card. Oh. It's big, it's splashy, but it does a lot. So five colorless, green, green, enchantment rare. Uh, whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced, and then whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. So a lot of times... It turns into this rigmarole, like, add a bunch of mana, play a creature, draw a card, play a creature, draw a card, play a creature, draw a card. It becomes this, like, repetitive rap song uh, that one of these, like, youths would listen to. Um, but, you know... It, <laughs> SoundCloud rapper? Yeah. Surprisingly, it's almost $7? That's pretty crazy. I didn't know it got so expensive. Yeah, it's been going up and down on price, and I think to your point, Mr. Combo... This card to me is scarier than like a Nyx Bloom Ancient because it does more than just add mana, right? Yeah. So, like you said, this this enables like a value trade to go, whereas Nyx Simulation just kind of sits there. Um, and yeah, this being one less, significantly cheaper. It has been kind of it has been kind of climbing up in price over the last few years. Um, 
probably needs to get reprinted somewhere or else. But I, I think this, if you're running mono green or you're not running green white, it's like this is a pretty easy, uh, pretty easy substitute when you put it in. Um, you know, for that Mary's Wake, that double mana sort of, sort of ease of use there. Yeah, totally agree. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the green section. Now we're going to head over to the hop profile. So I'm going to start off the hop section with a card that is, I think you call this a green staple. It's in a lot of decks. 100%. Uh, Beast Within. Two colorless green, instant, uncommon for almost two bucks. Uh, destroy target permanent and its controller creates a 3-3 green beast creature token oh you know what tuck i see it now the reason tico's calls this as a token deck is he's giving his opponents tokens <laughs> it's all his tokens here. for other people <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah i mean destroy target permanent is insanely strong uh because it can get rid of troublesome lands enchantments really planeswalkers uh just it's saying permanent opens up so much and i think that's why it's a green staple is it can literally deal with anything at any time i i agree wholeheartedly i think this is a green if we're talking about like removal staples to me this is the same argument that you'd have with like that we've or not same argument same discussion we've had with chaos warp where it's like if you're running red you should have it in there just in case right um because the, yeah. the floor and the ceiling so the floor and the ceiling on it is so high this one is just so efficient. The three three literally doesn't matter. Uh, it's just so it's just such a efficient, clean removal spell. Um, but T Coats, what's been the best thing you've got with the Beast within in the last six months? Have you been playing? Oh, to be honest, I haven't really played a Eula in the past six months. <laughs> I've been playing other stuff. Um, is it because I your think... conscious can't allow you to play a quote-unquote token deck that doesn't make tokens? I I can see that. It's okay. No, <laughs> no. I just I have I have new decks, so <laughs> I've been playing those instead. Uh, one time I got a like torn one soaring, and then I blew up my opponent's uh, land that he got on my turn two. <laughs> that's so mean. That's pretty. That's pretty mean. That's extremely mean. He was he was my friend. He he knew. <laughs> <laughs> he knew Unreal. I was going to be a dick to him. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. I was about to yeah. blast him in the face on turn two. That's so, that's so greedy. What a greedy move that is. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, Tuck, why don't you talk about your hops card? Uh, I think there's an argument that these, these, some of these ones on here, there's a lot of like green staple standardy stuff in this list. Um, and this one certainly is one of them. Force of Vigor, again, off the classic uh, the classic list for Mr. Combo, off Modern Horizons, the first one. Uh, two colorless, two green for an instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a green card from your hand. Rather than pay the spell's mana cost, destroy up to two target artifacts and or enchantments, and it's $9-ish, which is pretty fair for the thing. So, again, in similar scope with Beast Within, just a super clean, super efficient removal spell. Um, I like the fact because there's some of these where you can't, uh, you have to tip. You know, like so, for example, if you if if you have like a decimate, sometimes you have to target something that you control just to get the card off. 
So I yep. do like the fact that it's um, up to two, so you can get your you can if you can do this for one. Obviously, that's not as ideal. But late game, you're gonna have stuff like the three visits, the the three visits of the world, the fertilids of the world that you may not need anymore, and then they just turn into perfect fodder for this to get rid of any sort of troublesome enchantment or artifact. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if they did a new four cycle because I like this whole instant. If it's mm -hmm. not your turn, you can exile a card, um, and you know it'd be it'd be interesting if they could figure out a way to do a force of guilds. Where it's all the two colors, uh, oh, maybe like two colorless cool. Azorius. You know, if it's not your turn, you may exile a. I think if they said you know a white blue card from hand, that would be too complicated. So they could say white or blue card mm. from your hand. Yeah, and then you get you know, and like the Azorius one could be, um, you know, a target opponent you know can't cast spells uh, until their next turn. Or something like that. Yeah, like that yeah, would yeah. be that. That would be really, really cool. Because uh, I, I just I love this cycle. You don't need to make it like Force of Will, to where it's insanely powerful and it's a two hundred dollar card and everyone <laughs> wants like thirty nine copies of it. But I think this there's a lot of design space you could do within that Force cycle. Um, but yeah, I, Force of Vigor. It's a great card. I actually don't run it in what? any deck. Yeah, and I think I have a few of them. Um, I didn't know they were ten dollars. Uh, but it's it, it's pretty uh pretty great, pretty good, pretty pretty good. <laughs> I'll admit that harps are pretty basic. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, there, there's a couple there's a couple in here that are kind of cute, but uh, maybe we'll get to those in time. Boom boom. boom, boom. All right, uh, Tcoats, why don't you read off your hops card? So mine will be not that one. Is uh, the classic uh, heroic in intervention for one in a green instant rare uh, permanents you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of the turn? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is a card I run tons of. Yeah. I love this thing. Uh, I even run the one that Tuck at our drinkathon two, three years ago when someone spilled beer all over the uh, deck boxes oh. and my Karametra deck got wet. Uh, I still run that copy that is just beat to hell because the card is so good. Well, that's a memory, so even more value for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it more just upset me because I had to like panic, half drunk, like de-sleeve the entire thing and start trying to dry off cards. Oh yeah, uh, and that, oh, that was that yeah. was not enjoyable. Um, but yeah, this is like basically Green's Teferi's protection, like mm. as close as Green's gonna get, and this is very on flavor. I don't think this is something that is outside of green's colors. Um, so, you know, I know everyone makes the running joke of, oh, what's the most powerful color in magic? Oh, it's green. Green has everything. Uh, this actually fits green. This isn't a stretch. Uh, so I'm a big fan of it. And obviously, if you're spending five, six mana to make your two, two, quote unquote, token bears, <laughs> um, you, need, you need ways to protect it from board wipes because nothing has to feel worse than you spending all of your mana to make two tokens and then someone wrath of gods and then it's just yeah. like well f me yeah it's just so i wish like it's it's not like a push card but it is it, this is definitely a green st staple it's really hard to make the argument to not run this card if you're in green i guess if you're not playing yeah. well and like the thing that frustrates me about that is if it said creatures you control that's one thing right and then you're like yep. okay there's there's a handful of decks that may not want that but the fact that it's permanence 
unless you're paying like unless you're playing green spell slinger like i don't think i but even then that's a stupid argument because i'm 90 percent sure i have this in my work deck because it just protects your commander it's like it's like a second pair of lightning boots. the the only uh, outside of spell slinger the only other archetype you would not run heroic intervention in is planeswalkers because there are destroy target planeswalker effects but those aren't rampant yet so uh mm. indestructible all that's going to gain you on a planeswalker deck is the destroy effects but if someone swings in and hits their loyalty is still going to go down ah. uh, just like toughness still goes down on the creature it's just on a creature when it gets to zero it just resets back up to its toughness and it lives a planeswalker will check and it, it it's just going to die because yeah, it doesn't yeah. have any loyalty, so that's that that's sense. the only uh, that's the only weird edge case where you wouldn't run heroic intervention. Um, but in literally every <laughs> other green deck, it makes zero sense not to run it. All right. Uh, well, my next one is a card that I do not run enough of, yeah. but it has my favorite mechanic with split seconds. So I'm talking about Croson Grip. Give me the grip. Oh my gosh. Uh, two colorless green instant split seconds. So as long as that spells on the stat, guys, players cannot cast spells or activate abilities that are not mana related. And then it says destroy target artifact or enchantment. This is the yeah. number one combo stopper in EDH. Uh, this and I get and I guess sudden spoiling would be another one. Um, mm -hmm. These two cards will shut down Combos left, right, and center. Oh, you're about to infinite off with Brea. I'll cross and grip, and you can't do anything about it. Um, you're about to uh, go crazy with like doubling season and tokens. Ah, I'm going to cross and grip. Uh, it, it's so functional, mm -hmm. and it's only 50 cents. That's insanely cheap. Yeah. Uh, it's so functional, in fact, that it's in 16% of the decks that can run it, which is extraordinarily high considering yeah. how many, um, considering how many, like, of these sort of abilities are in there. I agree. I agree. I like this card a lot. This is one we've talked about before where this used to be, like, a 5 or $10 card way back when, when I first started, and they finally got, they finally reprinted it to the ground where anyone could pick it up. So, again, if you're still playing Naturalize or those, like, green things with strive you're doing it wrong like get the grip <laughs> get a grip with crossing grip Ooh, Ooh. sounds like a good commercial all right well uh tuck what is your next hops card so i think i know why this is in here but it seems like it's also very sweaty comparative to the other more greasy options we just went through um lux cannon so Lux Cannon is four colorless for an artifact, and you can tap, put a charge counter on Lux Cannon, tap, remove three charge counters from Lux Cannon, destroy target permanent. So I think I counted like maybe one or two things that proliferate, and it's not like you can- There's two. There's two, okay. And there's also not a ton of things that you can, you know, like, it's not like you can generate a bunch of mana and slap it on this thing, right? Um, which is, so that would kind of make sense there. So, I, is this just like a pet card that you had lying around that you like? It just seems like there's seems like there's a lot better option. I mean, Desert Twister, by God's sakes, could do the same thing. You could cast that for seven. <laughs> um, it could be a pet card. Is one of those cards that like uh, bears have the right to bear arms? 
Wow. 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 Just got killed with some combo of that Good lord. So, uh, with that statement, you have Buxhannon and another card in the... Where did I put that? In the yeast oh, we'll get we'll get to the other card. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I've seen I've seen Lux Cannon do work uh, with one of your spice cards because literally every rotation you're able to destroy a permanent. Um, and I think Tuck, this is a card. It's a rattlesnake, mm. where mm -hmm. it's like I'm just putting a charge counter on every rotation. Don't worry about it. Up, oh, about to get to three. And the way I look at it is if someone wastes a artifact removal on this where you had to do the initial four mana investment, but then after that, you're just tapping it. It doesn't cost mana to put counters on it. You don't have to lose resources to put counters on it. And if you end up wasting your Grosin Grip, for example, on Lux Cannon, that's better for me because I would probably rather keep some of my other artifacts around um, in the deck. You know, your... Sure. Uh, Gauntlet of Power, for example, I'd, or Extra Planar Lens. I'd rather, I'd rather keep those and have you wasted on Lux Cannon because I think those will probably move me further along. Uh, but Lux Cannon can be that cool card where maybe you see the other green player and it's like, hey, hey, bro, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How you, you doing? doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Uh, you, see that blue player over there, man? Oh, they're gonna have some gross artifacts. Like, let me keep my Lux Cannon, and you know, we'll. we'll We'll be buddies. We'll, we'll be pals. How, how's two, that? Two, two green buddies. Two green peas in a pod. <laughs> seems like... So right. I, I, I hear you. It still seems like a lot of work. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Peacoats, round us out. What is your last hops card? I always butcher this name because it's not, it's not English. <laughs> but Silvok uh, Replica? Sure, yeah. That's right. Silvok. Yeah, it's a three mana, a three colorless artifact creature shaman, which uh, for one green you sacrifice in short target artifact or enchantment. It's just another cute card I put in here because uh, one version of this deck used to be straight artifacts, like no color, no green cards that are other than the commander. <laughs> what a green, what a psycho. green artifacts! What a maniac! Yeah, so this is one of the cards I just kept in there just because it's it's cool. <laughs> wow, oh my God. that is that is wild. Uh, yeah, I think the, the real interesting parts about this and I'll, this will be quick is this card isn't a token, doesn't create tokens, and isn't a bear of any varietal. So uh, there's no bears other than the Eula, and then you can make changelings, but. It's just I, I I appreciate the deck. I appreciate where you're trying to go with this. That doesn't mean that doesn't change the fact that you're in fact a maniac. <laughs> uh yeah, th this card, uh oh, and I have to correct you, T Coats, is actually pronounced a uh, shaman. Uh that's the way that uh mm. us cultured people call it. They're shamans. Uh and this card should immediately be cut from the deck, but I can understand why it's in hops, because it does deal with the board, and I think Tuck, an argument could be made to where this is very similar to Lux Cannon, where you got that rattlesnake. You're just you're just over there and yeah. ready to uh uh you wanna make me mad? I got I got a forest. I'll sack this guy, I'll blow up your shit. I don't even care. Sure. 
<laughs> yeah, it could be cut. I would I would agree. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the hop section. Now we're going to head over to how this deck, I guess, wins in the yeast section. Uh, Tuss, why don't you start us off? What is your very first yeast card? So this is fitting with the bare arms thing, and I assume this is like the most easy way to win, quote unquote. Um, and it's a launcher, and it's very strange because there's no other mm -hmm. gun in, in Magic besides uh, the Goblin Weaponsmith or whatever guy. So rocket launcher. Uh, yep. Yo, you're doing this. This is yours too. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Well, you get to read it off. <laughs> okay. Also. You're wrong. They also have a goblin cannon that does the same oh, thing. Oh right. Yeah, but it's not in the deck. I don't know why. Just throw it at me. <laughs> uh, so rocket launcher is a four colorless uh, artifact for two mana. You can do one damage, and at the end of the turn, rocket uh, launcher has to be sacrificed. So I'm assuming yeah. this is some. There's some sort of. Rube Goldberg-esque sweaty rigmarole involving Workhorse and like maybe another card to make a gazillion mana or potentially go infinite, question mark, and then just blast people in the face with Rocket Launcher, game over? I, I don't think I can make infinite mana, yeah, but can. like <clears throat> turn, turn 10 or 12, you know, you have like a bunch of doublers or triplers, so you have mana galore sure and so you can potentially kill one or two people with a rocket launcher <laughs> uh this card is not sweaty greasy or slimy <laughs> it actually doesn't have a category because it needs to be something that's below sweaty uh that's one <laughs> uh two i may throw this now in all the decks that i run grim monolith power artifact because that seems hilarious oh, um, <laughs> and uh, lastly you need to get an altar of this to where it's a bear shooting the rocket launcher since apparently this is a quote-unquote bear token deck. Oh my god, that'd be incredible. It is. Considering right now the actual art kind of looks like Raphael, one of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it does. So I need to put in my Ninja Turtles deck as well. You have a Ninja Turtles deck? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I have a Ninja Turtles deck. This is this oh, is, is that one also a token deck? <laughs> Okay, this one, no. Actually, it could make tokens, so it could be, but no, this, it's actually total, total tribal, so I'm playing a bunch of turtles, and then mutate cards, and Nagist you. Oh, because all the turtles are like 1-1s, one right? Or like... Uh, like 2-3s two, two and stuff, so uh, with Sadar, they become unblockable. Sadar Kondo. Oh, right, right. Oh my god. Yes. Alright, well, we're, we're, getting, we're getting off that train. Uh, <laughs> Coats, uh, you shared that one with Tuck. Why don't you give us your last yeast card? Uh, probably the best card I have for this deck, uh, Masquerad Nexus. Yeah, that, that <laughs> one's good. Uh, so for, again, four mana, uh, four colors artifact, uh, creatures, uh, you control or every creature type, uh, so everything has changeling. And then for three and tap, you make a two-two blue sheep ship for. So it makes everything that's not bears into bears. And then it also is a factory which you put mana into to make a bear. It's like it's yeah. I mean, look, if this is the direction that your deck, this is if this is the direction that you want this deck to go in, and also how you want to live your life, this is probably the best card in the deck. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's like pretty fresh off the presses. So, like, that's exciting too, right? Always good to see recent ish cards in there. 
Um, I, uh, I, like, I think this is one of the few cards that if you were going to make this an actual bear deck with, like, actual bears in it, as opposed to this, again, sweaty mess that, we, that we're talking through today. <laughs> it's not a mess, it's a fun deck. Um, then this would be this would be probably one of the ones that you can make the cut. But as is, you need every single one that you have, so you also have to have ones that are not as hot as this one. But yeah, uh, I think this card's awesome. I think it's going to be very expensive, so if it's $4 now, I'd try to pick up a copy if you're interested in having one. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think this card is sneaky good in general because tribal, I, I, I think we can all agree that tribal of some sort that's like the number one archetype out there. Mm -hmm. Even if people are like, oh, yeah. oh I'm doing artifact trial. I mean, just tribal's a thing. So giving mm -hmm. your creatures every single creature type, you will accidentally get benefits that other people have because other people will run like, oh, <clears throat> I'm sure no one else is running a Minotaur deck. So like right. the fact that this gives all Minotaurs whatever won't be a big deal, but you'll get that benefit. Same thing with like vampires, uh, and then slivers. even your yeah slivers yeah. Uh, and then and that's when it gets to like the bigger tribes because a lot of times like I have a sliver deck I have an elf deck and I run stuff that does universal because my thought is well I'm going to be able to do it better than you so I don't care if you accidentally get forest walk because I'm doing forest walk plus two plus two I'm, I'm getting all of these different effects so it's not even like the edge case one tribes that you're going to get the benefits like you're going to have cocky players that play very very pronounced tribes running it to where it is a universal effect because their mind is I can do it better than you and most likely you probably aren't playing zombies at the same time I'm playing zombies so I should be all right and this card yeah. just completely cuts through that all right well my first yeast card <clears throat> there are many words that could be used to describe this card <laughs> yeah there are Woo! and th this actually makes bears and tokens it's it's crazy guys uh yeah! he finally did it with one card in the deck three two one words wild two colorless green enchantment rare yeah i'm happy to read this one because it actually makes sense one the next you can pay one mana that makes sense ah. the next time you would draw a card this turn put a two two green bear creature token into the play instead the best it, this this is if you're like Here's my token bear deck, and you should. This is the first card that I saw it, and like, yes, like you're, this is this deck. There's no way that there's 40 artifacts in this deck. There's probably a bunch of <laughs> there's probably a bunch of green bears and bear other things. So um, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of like weird interactions here, like with um, like this. This one can kind of trigger off your uh, your queen among bears. It sucks because they're tokens, obviously, so it doesn't trigger a lot of the draw card spells, but I think that there's a lot, I think there's a lot of, like, cute interactions, sub-interactions in here that's going to make this card really, really, really strong. Um, this was, I had to panic because I didn't see that this was in here, and I was going to add it, uh, so at the beginning of the call, I had to scramble to find something else, and it cuts and adds, uh, which goes to show how, how much I appreciate this card and how glad I am to see it in here. Yeah, th this thing's amazing, and I think this is also sneaky good, not because of the whole bear token thing, because that's actually what you need, but there is a lot of punishment for drawing cards nowadays. Mm. You got your Nekazars yes. of the world, the Zyruses of the world, Ristic Studies of the world, or not Ristic Studies, um, 
smothering tights of the world. Yeah, yeah, hole breacher. And so having this card out there, yeah, you know, you you may just choose like, ah, I've just been drawing lands. Let me, you know, just make a token instead. You know, I need to fight something. I need I need to do something with it. But someone resolves a hole breacher. Zerus. Hey, you know what, T-Coats? I want you to draw seven cards, but you're actually not going to draw seven cards. It's I'm going to draw seven cards. Or you're going to draw seven, but I'm going to make seven snakes. Or I'm going to get seven treasures. You can just say, you know what? I'll just put seven mana and I'll just make seven two two bears. Yeah, and they'll I be like, aw. And then they'll never target you again. Ever. Yep. So yeah, um, I love this so, thing. Uh, this card it goes well with the... Um, what is it called? Mind's Eye. Mm. Oh! So, uh, uh, so when people draw, you can draw with them by paying one. So for two, you can make a bear instead. And also, it's not long on the deck, but it, um, I used to play Life from the Loam. Life from the Loam. Mm. So you can dredge, um, get a land, do like some wiggles so you can draw with the land, and then mm. you can use this to make bears. Oh, and also the uh, another card. I can't remember the name of, but yeah. This card is very fun. Yeah, that card's great. All right, yeah, well, I'm the only one cool. left with cards to talk about, so uh, I'll go with my last one. Uh, it's Prototype Portal. Um, I really, really like this card. Uh, four colorless artifact rare. Uh, it has imprint. When an ETBs, you may exile an artifact card from your hand, and then you pay X, tap, create a token that's a copy of the exiled card. X is the converted mana cost of the card. Uh, as Tuck kind of choked, uh, you have a billion artifacts in the deck. So, you know, making extra metallic mimics doesn't seem bad at all. Uh, or mm -hmm. even if you have to go the low end, Soul Ring, yeah. uh, Mindstone, Moss Diamond. I, I, Prototype Portal is one of those cards that I think you need to have at least 20 targets for it. Uh, because when you have less, a lot of times they could just sit in hand and literally do nothing. So at least when you have 20, you probably have at least one or two options in hand that you can exile with it. And, you know, not all of them are going to be great. Like, you may do a universal automaton. And it's like, well, I guess it is technically a bear. Stretch. <laughs> and token. And, and a token. And token. Damn it! Damn it! I'm upset. We're, we're, we're bailing out of this category. <laughs> uh, we're heading over to Spice. And uh, T-Coats, why don't you start us off? What is the very first Spice card you want to talk about? Uh, Eska's Chariot? Oh, yeah. That's going to uh, be going bye-bye. So yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, so for three and a green, it's a vehicle. Uh, when it enters, you make two green cats. Not bears, I know. Uh, but whenever it attacks, you can make a token. That is a copy of target token you control, and it has group four, 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 four. So this is a spice because A does not make bears off of the ATB. Uh, one game, I had a bunch of cats instead of bears. <laughs> also fast. Uh, but but it but it makes a it can make a token of whatever rigmarole you put in the prototype portal or a bear when you attacks. Oh, now here's the real thing that you could do with this deck, right? Uh, if you put in more cats, like a fifty-fifty, you can do lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> 
That's how you. That's how you. That's how you build a token deck. Nerd. This nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, the card is fine. Uh, well, no, it's it's bad. Uh, but uh, it the the crew four is kind of where I get off on it, and I get it. You make that you make the four power you need right. to crew it like on ETB. So it's like whatever. Um, I'm sure this would be great in that Riri Siri deck, the cat dog deck. I'm sure it'd be banger in that. Yeah. But um, or even uh, shit, the uh, cat legend. Oh, Arado. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm. It's I, also. I think. I think edge cases. It's good in a cat tribal, but I think general tokens for then having to pay for to then populate. It, it seems real expensive. Yeah, I agree with that. It's also really good. It's one of the better cards in like my new my newly minted Ruxa deck that doesn't care about creatures with abilities because you get like you get two of them for the price of one. Uh, but yes, uh, it's definitely sweaty picking this. It makes sense that it's in spice. Probably would be a good target for the captain. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go to my spice card. Um, with how much mana you can produce. There is a lot of times where it's like, well, I could make 15 mana, but I only have one card in hand. And it's a uh, and Grip, and there's no good targets on the battlefield, so I don't have anything to do with it. So this card allows you to dump all your mana, and this guy gets humongous, and then you can still spend it, because your green mana doesn't go away. We're talking about Omnath, Locus of Mana. Incredibly good. Uh, yeah, really especially <laughs> with how much mana this deck can make. So two colorless green, legendary creature, elemental. Uh, you don't lose unspent green mana as steps and phases end. And Omnath Locus of Mana gets plus one, plus one for each unspent green mana you have. And he is in general a one, one or it. So the thing I love about, well, don't love. I used to play against this with someone mm. that used to play in our play group. And he would do the rigmarole of, well, I'm going to swing at you with a two, two. And it's like, okay. No blocks, and he's like, "Okay, I tap all my mana, and now I'm hitting you for 15." And it's yep. like, probably should have saw that coming, but I didn't. Uh, so this card could be a sneaky yeast in this deck, because it could be a, you know, I'm swinging at you with a whole lot of bears, or maybe my bears have been fighting down your defenses. Swing at you with Omnath. Oh, no blocks. I'm gonna tap out. I got my mana doublers or triplers yeah. or whatever it is, and I, I got 40 mana in my mana pool, and you're dead. Uh, oh, and then, by the way, once you're dead, I'm going to use that mana in the second main phase to then do other stuff. Uh, it's incredibly good. I I also was looking at this. Is this is it worth it? Is this worth the slot just to have in most mono green decks because they produce so much mana? Like, even if it's like right on the edge for me, right? Like, I don't know if it's yeah. every single one, um, but this was like, I've seen this as backup commanders in friend of the show, Tyson's deck, Drink. Um, I've seen this as backup commanders, uh, and I think a single Aaron had this as a backup commander in one of his decks. So it's just it's a really strong ability. I just don't, and I I don't think it goes in every single one. But just being able yeah. to have that mana sink, being able to have a big threat pretty much at any point in the game, if you're especially if you're running this much ramp, this much mana doublers, that sort of thing, um, just something something to chew on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one has a buddy, um, and also a spice. 
I like to call them uh, reservoirs, so you can just store your mana, and then when you need to activate the factories for instant speed interaction, then you can. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Or when you want to play an over-costed Eskius Chariot, you have the mana there. I, yeah, exactly. I, exactly. All, makes you know, all, so, all sorts of good stuff here. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, Tuck. Yeah. Take us home. What's your spice? So I have come out and said I hate this card, and I still do. Um, I don't like the fact it's $12. I don't like the fact it's ever gotten printed. And it's like a more bullshit version of Paradox Engine. So that being said, it actually is quite good in this deck. Anyway, you cut it. Uh, with the form engine, I've, it does make sense to have it in here. So for colorless, for legendary artifact, it's a mythic. That's $12. Boo. Two, tap. Uh, copy target activated of, or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Very good with your commander and maybe some other like fringe things that you have in here. Three, tap. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Okay, like makes your makes your crossing grips or your... Uh, well, I guess you can't do that. Uh, maybe, Welcome home. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> makes that stuff a little better. And then finally, because this is a quote unquote token deck, four colorless and tap, target copy, target permanent spell you control. That copy becomes a token. Uh, so, so, I mean, but you can't actually copy your tokens that you're making. Right. But you're making, so is you, it? Can, you can't, is it? you can't. You can make a, you can make a copy of a factory or the overcosted Eska chariot. Yes, exactly. Again, <laughs> this deck is just, okay, look, we get what you're trying to do here. This real, this, the entire deck is just a shell to make as many Eskis chariots copies as possible. <laughs> That's what, this, that's what this whole deck is for. Prototype portal, this. Uh, that's probably about it that I can think of at the top of my head, but there's other ways you can do it. Well, actually, prototype... Uh, oh, yeah, I guess that does work. I was thinking of yeah. the... Um, Eating uh, Soul Foundry. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm obsessed with Lithoform Engine. I know I you think are. This, this... There's an argument to be made. This is just an EDH staple, like Soul Ring and Command Tower. Um, because I can't think of a single deck I own where two of the three abilities aren't incredibly relevant to how the deck functions. Mm. Whether it's, like, I even run this in my CEDH deck because the first two effects, it's like, okay, three mana tap, copy my extra turn spells, that seems great. Or even two mana tap, let's get some extra random damage thrown around the table um, off of my Vile Smasher triggers. So... I, I wish this card wasn't $12, but I actually understand why it's $12 because it is insanely powerful. And I wouldn't be surprised if this got banned one day. Yeah, well, I was, I was gonna say, this sounds, this is coming from the guy who owned, what, six copies of Paradox Engine? Yep. Maybe more, so yes, it, you know, it tracks. Paradox Engine would be really good in this deck. Paradox Engine would be good in like every deck. Yes, that's why it's banned. Because it's a horrible, terrible card that makes games go on arbitrarily longer for no real reason. Yeah, that's why you should also ban Armageddon. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice Soul. package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, it's going to be tea coats, big tucks, and eyes, cuts, and adds to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no-budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only lands. I'm going to start this off with my under $5. And I hear you. It's cute because it kind of does this weird combo with words of wilding, but I'm going to cut Mind's Eye. Uh, Mind's Eye, guys, five colorless artifact. It's a rare 
Whenever an opponent draws a card, you may pay a colorless if you do draw a card as well. For some reason, this thing's $10? Yeah, you- I don't know why. You also, and for those who, those keen-eared listeners, Mr. Combo, I think this is like one of your most disliked cards that I've ever heard you talk about. Like, I think you've, I think any deck that this has been in, it's either been on the chopping block, you have specifically not talked about it, or have said something like, yes, this is on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's because five colorless for an artifact that literally does nothing yeah. is not good. And if you argue to me, well, Mr. Combo, I can pay colorless when my opponents draw cards. That's still like, for me, a mana to a card dra being drawn is fine. Even if you went 1.5 mana to card drawn, that's like edge case. Basically, you'll never, it's five to get in the, on the poker table. <laughs> but then you still got to put more mana into it, which is just stupid. Uh, so, yes, and uh, anyway. the only, the, the only, well, the last thing I'll say about Mind's Eye is the only time when it is good is if you have nothing else in your hand. And you literally pay five and then just take a turn to just refill your hand. But again, there's so many. I also agree. There's this is a card. This is a legacy commander card that is slowly being phased out by better stuff. Yeah. So it's in here because I'm in green. So like five mana is like nothing. Oh yeah, that's and a good point. Just, yeah, but I do agree. In most decks, yeah, it's, it's cut it. But I think there's a better card. It lowers your CMC by one. It is a bear, and Big Tuck has it as the uh, commander for his no abilities deck. Oh, yeah, we do. So, this is my first cut too. Same, it's same for me. Wait, really? Yep. Oh my yeah. god, did we just three for three this? All right. Well, I guess we're all adding in Ruxa, the patient professor. Uh, before I go into the card, Big Tuck, what card were you going to cut? Uh, I was going to cut Gauntlet of Power. Um, <gasps> Blasphemy! No, but here's why. So normally I think it's fine. So five colorless for an artifact. Uh, as artifact, oh, uh, sorry, it's a mythic. As Gauntlet of Power enters the battlefield, choose a color. Creatures of the chosen color get plus one, plus one. Whenever a basic land is tapped for mana of the chosen color, its controller adds an amount, an additional one mana of that color. So the reason why I don't like this versus Zendikar Resurgent, which is in the deck, Arcane Signet, or sorry, uh, Cage Sun, which is in the deck, uh, Nyx Bloom Ancient, which is in the deck, is that because anyone gets access to it and I like guess. and so for white for white and black where or like those kind of things where you need those mana doublers it's a little bit more helpful but as we've discussed many like almost every green has become such a powerhouse color you're going to be seeing more and more green players and the last thing green players need is faster ramp and more ramp on their own basic cores. yeah all right uh, <laughs> it upsets me uh, T Coats, uh, what card were you gonna cut? Uh, Moss Diamond. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I, it was just in here because I was like one card short for some reason, and I was like, oh, I can just slot this in, and then I just haven't changed it out yet. Now, granted, the the Diamond cycle is actually a cycle I've been getting more and more hot on. Uh, so guys, if you're not familiar, yes. Moss Diamonds, two colorless artifact, ETBs tapped, and then you could tap it for a green, and they offer that in each of the colors. I think I've argued, Tuck, didn't I argue that I think the white and the red ones should be staples in the mono colors of those? I believe yes, I we, said that. And I think we, I think you and I both agreed that these, because these used to be kind of expensive, and now with the Commander's Legends reprinting, they've dropped yeah. in price. And I think we both were talking like, pretty much any color except for green really needs these. In green, yeah. it's a little bit more expendable just because you have rampant growths, 
Um, wild Growth Storm, Enchantments, three, yeah, those yeah. sort of things. Urban Evolutions. And, those. and I actually like the Diamond Cycle more than the... Uh, Medallions? Medallion. Uh, yeah, because that's the uh, colorless reducer for the yes. colored spells. Mm -hmm. um, and I get it. Those are like 10 times more expensive, if not 100 times more expensive. But I would rather have the colors than colorless. Yeah. Because colorless is easier to produce than colors. So, all right. That's a good, that's now a we're point. all on to the card that we <laughs> all are adding. So, like I said, Ruxa, Patient Professor. That's two colorless green, green. Legendary creature, bear druid, rare. It's a 4-4. Four, four. So, Big Tuck, why don't you read the first paragraph of text? Okay. And then, Teacoats, you'll read the middle and end. So, whenever Ruxa, Patient Professor, enters the battlefield or attacks, return target creature with no abilities from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, creatures you control with no abilities get plus one plus one and you may have creatures you control with no abilities assign their combat damage as though they won't block so the only negative is that its first ability literally you're never going to get ever because I, I mean I'm just going yeah. through here <laughs> I think literally every single card uh, creature you have in here has like a paragraph of text on it so you'll um, never, I can get universal automaton that you have one <laughs> you have one. Uh, and actually, technically, Changeling, that is... Does it count? Dang. I think it counts. Is it an ability, or is it just like a state-based? I mean, it's state-based, state. state but see, I've always looked at Ruxa as if there's text in the box outside of flavor text, then it probably doesn't count. Okay, so and this um, is... So we also have, I, I've been doing a lot of research into Ruxa because I'm building her, or building him, I don't know, whatever. I can't tell it's a bear. I can't tell, I can't count its bear's teats through the robe, so who knows. Uh, but like, so again, I'm like really confused by all that. So this is this is a the rulings on it, right? So a creature or creature card with no abilities is one with no rules text at all. This includes true vanilla creatures, including grizzly bears, runeclaw bear, bear cub, and other adorable bear students. <laughs> Based on creatures, many tokens, and creatures that have lost their abilities, Abilities that function only in zones other than the battlefield count. For example, a creature with cycling two is not a creature with no abilities. So I don't think Universal Automaton would count. Okay, okay. So yeah, it doesn't get anything. Then. Yeah, but I think here's where it would work, though, is you do have some tokens you can make, and those tokens don't have any abilities. So therefore, you would get the plus one, plus one, and I think the bigger piece of it, though, is you may have creatures you control with no abilities assigned their combat damage so they weren't blocked. A lot of times, that's the negative with the low-to-the-ground tokens, the one ones and 2-2s of the world. It's like, man, I could swing in, but I only got five, and they're going to kill three yep. of them. And all that hard work I just put in is for naught. So at least this way, they're still going to die, but at least you get that damage through. And they actually did something because that—that's the thing that I always struggle mm -hmm. with with the low to the ground tokens. Is if you're not going 10, 15 wide at someone, it's like why even attack? Like who cares? Yeah. Like they'll—they'll they'll either take the three points of damage or they'll just kill off my stuff, and I've wasted everything. So uh, I think at least getting that little bit of buff, but more importantly, the combat damage piece is huge. And I can tell you that this by playing this card as my commander, it really makes people like think of like. Is it, is it worth it even to think about blocking four three threes, right? Is it like is it even worth the math, or is yeah. it better just to, to like bend over and take it up the tailpipe, if you will? 
All right. Well, uh, we all matched on that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go on to our under fifty dollars. Uh, and I'm sorry. I'm just. Uh, it's cute, but it's too cute. We're getting rid of unwinding clock. Oh. Uh, four colorless artifact rare untap all artifacts you control during each player's other players untap step I get it you got your couple factories and you can produce lots of mana you can make a 2-2 two, two on each turn but now we're starting to talk about magical Christmas land where you got your mana doublers you got your unwinding clock you got your factories uh, that, that's just it's a little too picture perfect for me um, so that's the card I'm going to be cutting and yeah. The card I'm gonna add. It doesn't make bears. Sorry. Uh it does it does, like, does not make cats. It does not make cats. Damn it. <laughs> but with you being in mono green, I'm actually surprised I've never seen this card. It's $17. It's only been printed once in Fifth Dawn. Beacon of Creation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it makes the ins insects. Yep. Right? Three colorless yeah. green, sorcery rare. Put a one-one green insect creature token into play for each forest you control. And then shuffle Beacon of Creation into its owner's library. So, A, I'm hot on the Beacon of Cycle, because I love yes. effects, even if it's a, maybe a little overcosted. The fact that it gets shuffled back in, you, A, you get a free shuffle, which isn't... I used to scoff at that, but now it, it's... <laughs> I believe in it. Uh, and B, you get to reuse the spell again at a later date, potentially. Um, and especially, I feel like this deck is one that wants to go, like, turn 12, 15, 17. It wants to go that longer game. So you may see this a couple times. But you playing Mono Green, I wouldn't say it's out of the realm to pay four and make at least five to seven green insect creatures, which is a very good rate. This actually may be one of the better beacon of cards out there. Because the blue one. Well, the blue one, the extra <laughs> turn's nice. But if you're in Mono Green... You very easily for four mana could put eight to ten power on the board as early as like turn five or six. Right. So mm -hmm. that's where I think its power really lies. Oh my gosh. I mean, granted, you're in mono, but I just thought of this. You know, they printed that new uh Urborg for green where everything's oh, a forest. Yeah. Beacon of creation. Oh man, now you start running it in non-monocolored decks. So that's why that's why it's so expensive is because of Ruxa and because of that, that forest thing. So um, it used to be like, uh, I was just looking at it, hold on. Because I was like, well, I want to pick one up for Ruxa as well. Um, but I was like, I don't want to pay $23 to do so. It used to be like before May 21, it was like $6 at the most. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it just went on this crazy spike, so. And technically, the insects could be bears because you have your uh, necklace oh, yeah. right here. There you go. So there we go. And cats. And cats. All right, Tuck. Uh, what is going to be your cut and what's going to be your ad? Uh, I'm going to cut Amorphous Axe. Uh, we've talked about this at some length on the Pirates one. I think it's just a little too sweaty for what you get out of it so two colorless for an artifact equipment equip creature gets plus three plus zero and is every creature type and equip three um i think there's better versions of this card i think you have some of them in the deck already you don't have that many creatures that aren't shapeshifters to begin with so that's another thing to kind of look into uh and then lastly you're probably not going to win through commander damage so equipping this to your commander isn't really going to help you there either um so just to me i think you know mr combo really really uh, put me in my place on the Pirates episode about having this in deck, so there you have it. 
Spank um, that ass. So, so the new one I want to put in uh, is something that's going to give all your little boys little buffers. Uh, and it's also fresh off the presses of Modern Horizon 2. So I'm thinking Sylvan Anthem is going to really take this deck over the top. So double green for an enchantment. And green creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Uh, and then whenever a green creature enters Ooh. the battlefield under your control, scry one. So um, obviously, you know, the plus one, plus one is, you know, drips and drabs, dips and dunks, that sort of thing. But when you're making these tokens, um, obviously, like, the green thing is going to be a little more difficult to get in this deck in particular. But most of the better tokens you're going to get is, is going to get this. And then lastly, it's green creature enters the battlefield. Not It doesn't matter if it's a token or otherwise. So if you're getting a couple triggers. Cats. Yes, exactly. So now you can get a couple. You can get a couple of. You can get a couple triggers of this. Kind of stack your draw, and then maybe when you actually play your next creature um, after the tokens are created, you'll actually be able to draw the card that you need, uh, or just send lands to the bottom of the deck, which I'm guessing is what you're going to do ninety percent of the time when you scry in this deck. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a card. It's fresh. Oh, that's cool. Fresh. Yeah. So fresh. So fresh. And actually, Tuck, I'm proud of you for picking a Modern Horizons two card. A set that hasn't even come out yet, and uh, it's Modern Horizons, my favorite set. So, I, uh, and I was I was picked two last week, so I had to hold off. So, uh, and I will say this: I di I didn't realize that they had. I hadn't seen this preview, uh, mostly because our Facebook group, when it comes to like Magic cards or even our Discord for the yeah. channel. Uh, when it's preview season, it's like I, I go away for a half hour and I come back and there's 300 new messages and I post, oh, hey, did you guys see this card? And then they start sending me slowpoke gifts. Yeah. Uh, so then I just I just don't contribute. Uh, but Sylvan Anthem, I mean, being only two CMC, I may throw that in my snakes deck. Ooh, like, yeah. Could you imagine me making like seven snakes, scrying seven individual times just to get to that extra wheel and then drawing it? Yeah. And then cast. Oh my gosh, that, yeah, that's that really could good. be like that could almost be a combo to where I always get the wheel because when I wheel, I'm gonna make snakes for each of my opponents. Oh my god, that's 21 individual scry triggers. Hi <laughs> right, guys, I'm just gonna get to my next wheel and then I'm gonna draw and then I'm gonna do it again <laughs> and I'm gonna do it again. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. And you can stack the deck somewhat for your wheels. Oh, oh, oh. Now we're, oh. Now we're talking. All right. Well, tea coats. What are you going to cut? What are you going to uh, I'm cutting the Savalk Replica for a spicy a, a, card. A, a card that's probably easier to pronounce. Yep. E yes. And also one of my favorites in combo, you really hate it, um, Stuffy Doll. <laughs> Why? This doesn't make any so, sense. Yes, it does. It's, it's so, not a bear. It's no, but it's, ex so, it's so sweaty. It's so sweaty. I, it's so good. <laughs> I love Stuffy Doll. I even have one that looks like Chucky from Child's Play. But, uh, so why I want to put it in here, because uh, if I can make it into a bear, then when I'm making my bear tokens, it can fight and then deal damage to my to one opponent. And then I can shove it into a prototype portal and give <laughs> it to make it to, I can have three of them. No! Each of my opponents, <laughs> or just one, so I can quickly kill him. I love it. I thought it'd be fun to put in here. I have zero to contribute to this conversation. I think it's great. I, this I combo has great. left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we're on to the expensive stuff. No budget. I, like I said, I'm going to cut the Eskius Chariot. I don't think I need to go into more reasons. 
it's just it's not good. But yeah. I want to put a card in here that I used to run in my Karametra deck. I think I've since cut it because it's gotten a little bit more tuned, and it was cute. It was an elf. But how about when someone board wipes? You play a color of the claw once it resolves. Oh. Two colorless green, creature elf, and it has flash, so you can play it in its speed, and that's a 2 2. Uh, and it says when it ETBs, put a 2 2 green bear creature token onto the battlefield for each non token creature put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn. I don't believe you actually have a token deck. I think most of the things you're going to have on your board are going to be non token, <laughs> but it would be great that, you know, when someone gets rid of your commander, gets rid of whatever, hey, allow flashing caller the claw into turn, um, and then I'll make five 2 2 green bear creature tokens. It's an instant rebuild. This is a card that there's going to be times where it doesn't work, but that's just the way that, to me, board white protection or counter magic, any of that stuff works. There's going to be, it's going to be situational. But you still run it in the deck because the effect's extremely, extremely powerful. Um, I just ended up cutting it from Karametra because most of my stuff would be indestructible. And at most, I would maybe have two to three creatures on the battlefield. Because yeah. a lot of my stuff's like big, expensive angels. But I could definitely see this deck where you probably have maybe five, six, seven non-token things out. Um, and Call of the Claw just kind of gets you rebuilt back up. And yeah. this is an actual real bear token deck card <laughs> that should be in here. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like this one. Good! Yeah! And it kind of does fit the Build-A-Bear, because the art, they're wearing, like, the dead skin yeah. of a bear. So they are building a bear. Oh! I think the token should be Bear Spirits, though, because the dude has Bear Spirits behind him. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. The girl. Oh, that's yeah, another that bear. I think there are Bear Spirit tokens, aren't there? I know there's Bear Spirit they, they cards. Are. Really? Uh, yeah, there is. I think uh, Vivian makes one or something like that. Oh, huh. interesting. All right, Tuck. At least... What are you going to add or what are you going to cut? Uh, I'm cutting Etch Oracle. I don't like this card and I don't think it's very good. Etch Oracle is four colorless for a zero zero artifact creature, Wizard Harry. Uh, interestingly enough. Ooh. Just had some thoughts on that. Uh, it's got Sunburst, the center's battlefield with a 1-1 counter for each color of mana spent to cast it. One, remove four 1-1 one, one counters from Etched Oracle, target player draws three cards. So you're going to pay four mana for a 1-1, one, one, but then you have to go through some sort of sweaty rigmarole to actually get enough counters on it to remove the counters off of it uh, to draw some cards. So... Uh, yeah, it's pretty sweaty. Um... But it does work with um, Ward's Wilding. If you can make it into a bear, then you can take counters off, make bears, put counters back on it, make more bears. Then instead of drawing, you can yeah. make bears. But yeah, it's... it's I was going to say, so, so that's, one, that's one card in the deck. Is there another card that this interacts with well? <laughs> uh, no, if you can just make bear... Uh, if you can make it into a bear, then you can just get a card draw off of it, mm -hmm. but... Uh, before Tuck goes on, uh, I have confirmed there are no bear spirit tokens. There are double-sided where one side's a bear, the other side's a spirit. But there is a bear spirit creature that came out in Kaldheim, Spirit of the Alder Guard. So I guess you could just buy a bunch of those and use those as spirit tokens. But someone nice. has designed a bear spirit token online, um, and it does look pretty cool. So that is an option. Nice. Uh, you, may, you may continue. 
Okay, um, so I'm gonna cut it for, and I think like uh, this again was my panic cut, and um, I am gonna put in uh, Nylea Teen Eyed, so three colorless and uh, green for legendary enchantment creature god, indestructible. As long as your devotion uh, to green is less than five, she is not a creature. Uh, mostly for this one, creature spells you ca you cast cost one less to cast. And then finally, two colorless and a green for reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, you may put it into your graveyard. Um, so I panicked on this, and uh, this was the first one that kind of came to mind as a way to reduce the reduce the cost of one green. What the the cost uh, of one from I believe it's all creatures to me is kind of like a better moss or like a better. Um, what were we just talking about? The emerald, the medallion in this deck. Yeah. You have so many colorless creatures. Um, so that's why it kind of hopped up to me. And then also there is some like filtration. You could do something stupid with like Ruxa now, where if you had, if you put in nondescript bears, you could put them into your graveyard and then bring them back with a filter or something. I don't know. But like I said, I was gonna put in I was gonna put in uh, words of wilding, then realized it's already in the deck. So here we are. I have, I have this reduction as well. Yeah, it's all right. It's cool. Yeah, I'm more I mean, proud I, of my. I'm more proud of my other picks. I'm much more proud of my other picks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think I probably uh, tech to bail you out would have gone with Nylea, God of the Hunt. Oh, to give him trample, sure. Denied. Yeah, the trample. Um, so, but the problem with the, with the problem with that with the with the hunt is that then if you're putting Ruxa in, it cancels Ruxa out because they all have trample. Well, oh. Masswood Nexus cancels out Ruxa as well since it gives changeling. Yeah. No, but it doesn't specifically give... Oh, I guess it does, because it says creatures... But here we go. Here, Tuck. I got it better. And it goes with his, like, loose plus one, plus one counter thing. Bow of Nylea. Oh, yeah. There we go. But there you can't you use it uh, because you said keen-eyed. So, uh, uh, T-Coats, take us home on your deck. What uh, is? What are you going to cut? What are you going to add? So, I'm going to cut the finals one. You essentially can, like... Uh, pay four to draw a card, and then the creature that it's equipped to gets bigger. But uh, it was just a cute, cute card in there, and it can make a little bigger for every time you draw a card, and blah blah blah. Mm. Um, it's also a wizard Harry equipment, which is pretty rad. Also works with Ward of Rarity. Uh, but I'm gonna cut it for Blight Steel Clauses. What? Yeah. Twelve mana. Let's go. A twelve mana oh artifact creature golem for eleven eleven that has trample, infect, indestructible, and when it put in the grave from Inwell, you can reveal it and shuffle into your library. So a uh, same thing with Stuffy Doll. If I can make it into a bear, then I can start fighting creatures, and it doesn't matter if they have indestructible because negative ne uh, negative counters. But also, it's in, it's eleven eleven infector with trample. I love it. I, I love lights and it so much. So much. I, I I hate everything about it. Um, I you know I think we might need to go back into our contract negotiations because I'm not sure if this is the kind of if this is the kind of person I want editing their videos. Um, you know, there's just I. Oof. So see, I got a car that. Uh, Combo hate, and now I got a card that uh, Tuck hates. I'm doing oh, my there, there you go. You're playing us against. Yeah. You're playing us against each other. <laughs> I mean, is there an argument that Blightsteel Colossus just goes in every single EDH deck? Is oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, that's an argument. That's why it's so stupid. 
there's no negative to it. If it goes to the graveyard, it no. gets shuffled back in. It's infect, trample, indestructible. I mean, this is this. You have you have correctly identified why I hate this card. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we're gonna end on my high note, Tuck's low note, and T Coats's middle <laughs> note at the end of the episode, and as promised. Uh, here are the details around the giveaway. Uh, Level 1's actually going to be doing a Modern Horizons 2 bundle. Uh, very excited about that, considering it's uh, one of the favorite, one of my favorite sets of all time. Uh, to enter, it's super easy. Just promote the content that the uh, team puts out. To get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media, following our Twitter accounts, uh, being, uh, you know, following us or subscribing on YouTube, I guess is the way they call it. Uh, you know, commenting, liking, doing all the different things, uh, plus being a part of our patron community. We will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News July 7th and our uh, social media accounts soon after. And yes, we'll be doing these giveaways every month. Just keep promoting and supporting CMD Tower and Level 1. We would, though, like a uh, review, uh, honest, uh, if it's uh, mean. You can email it to uh, DearSquee at CMD Tower. He's Absolutely. the one that takes all of our complaints. Uh, but if it's positive, leave a five-star review, uh, leave comments, um, especially for YouTube. You know, that's kind of like our newest venture. been doing it for three, four months uh, with Peacoats doing the editing. And definitely we want feedback. We want to know what you guys want to see done differently, things that you really enjoy, uh, because that is the next frontier. Mm -hmm. But if you would like to reach out to us and find more ways to enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Commodore number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Big Tuck, is the app still downloaded? Yes. And more importantly, are you logged in? Yes, and uh, I wish Keith David a very happy birthday today and asked him about the Gargoyles remake and what that's gonna be coming. So uh, I've, I've been keeping on that train as much as I can. Uh, and it's at Wait. Big Tuck tweeting. Hold on. Gargoyles. Are we talking about the cartoon show? They animated from the 90s? Yeah, he was Goliath. I love that show. I know, it was great. Oh my god. It is was this so edgy and dark. Up, yes, is this when I bring up I have a Gargoyles deck as well? No way, really? Oh my god. In Bant? Hell yeah. With, with, in uh, with, with the Well, if you look at the Gargoyles, most of them are in Bant. Really? Oh, so it's an actual Gargoyles deck, not some fake knockout Gargoyle deck or bear deck like this. It's not actually just another shapeshifter deck. <laughs> yeah, no, no. See, that's really all of Teacoats' decks. They're all tribal on these weird themes, but they're all just shapeshifters. Oh, yeah, exactly. I got a Hominids deck. Plays yeah, it. exactly. It's a shapeshifter. <laughs> uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we will have an article posted and, of course, our website, cmdtower.com slash bnbe95. Uh, T Coats' deck list will be posted. You'll have all of our cuts and ads, the link to the YouTube video, all the good stuff. But if you want to make it easier, you could just type it into the Google engine uh, Crystalline Crawler, Metallic Mimic, Darksteel Forge, Tower.com. Wee McGee, if people want to find out how to get a, your Manolith commentary, how would they do that? He can do everything uh, you need audio-wise and does have a full studio if you ever do uh, want to come to the KC metro area. Uh, we would love you to go support our store, uh, our sponsor, with the orders you're already doing at level1gameshop.com. And when you place an order in the order notes, just type out CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. Yeah.
And of course, they have a TCG store, so if that's your more preferred way. I was talking with Mia the other day, and I mean, they're on Amazon, and she said that they're actively like looking at the market, looking at what market price is, and always making sure that their prices beat that. So oh, nice. um, that's great. And we started talking about the next event. Uh, we're gonna have about 45 days notice, so it'll probably be in July or August, but we are gonna be doing a potential once again, so working out the details, chaos draft to where people will come. Ooh. Your entry fee will get you a CMD tower playmat, a hundred pack of sleeves, and you'll get prize support and random things. And we're hoping it'll be 20 to 50 ish people somewhere around there. So we should get a very, very healthy turnout. Um, and of course, get this crap out of my basement. <laughs> but of course, if you would like to support us directly financially so we can continue to upgrade our equipment, put out more uh, content, and get additional swag, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different tiers like I talked about. Uh, you know, I described the $15 one earlier. The dollar one literally gets you into the Discord. You get thrown into the rotation to be used for voices. Um, you get thrown into the rotation for deck therapy. I mean, it's just, once again... I think our channel probably offers the most benefits and things for what your money gets you. So please go out there and support us. Uh, and of course, redacted bit for the music provided in the episode. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, we, we do have um, a store, cmdtower.com slash merch. So be sure to go on there. If you need to get extra sleeves, you need to get extra things. Uh, that's where you can do that. Uh, and at underscore Tcoats, if you need some video editing done, be sure to hit him up. He's great. I mean, Tcoats. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm all right. Wouldn't talk great, but I'm <laughs> let's right. just say this: uh, he's significantly better than Mr. Combat Number Five's glorified PowerPoint presentation that you guys <laughs> were watching before. So we're at the end of the episode. Tcoats, this was your inaugural Ayula's Build a Bear Workshop. It should really be called Ayula's Workshop. Uh, how do you think the episode went? How did the discussion go? And more importantly, how did the bottle capping go? So, apparently you're cutting my my secret tech of Eska's chariot. I don't know how the deck's supposed to function now. Um, and then the deck is a token deck, if you actually play it. It doesn't look like it, but it actually is. And for the actual bottle cappings, I like some of them. Eight of them might go in. <laughs> Is yeah, like I, I, I thought it. I thought it went well. Uh, I definitely think me and Tuck added more tokens to the deck, uh, and I love the fact that we all three for three Rux that, yeah. on under five dollar. That's never happened before. <laughs> Absolutely epic. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, no, it's like I said. You, I think you build a pretty fun deck. So I'm looking forward to seeing this um, IRL at some points in the near future, maybe in the November drinkathon. Um. Yeah, I think I can. Swing by in November. All right. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Tuck, I know your social calendar is booked out for the next 18 months. <laughs> Do we need a plan for 2022? I'll be, I'll be back. If I usually am consistently back to Kansas City for a week in November and a week in a week in December. So I'll probably, right, guys. I'll be there. Well, we're at the end, and uh, of course, Tcoats, thanks for being on. We'll definitely have to have mm -hmm. you back in the future. And uh, I got like 90 minutes before 40 Life and a Dash kicks off at my place. So Ooh. I need to go drop the kids off at the pool. Bye. <laughs>
Bye. <laughs> Daily, hashtag Daily Devotional.